Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Russ Hedge, who is a marketing coach, keynote speaker, and live streamer. Russ, how you doing? I'm doing so good. Timothy, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. And we'd like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Ah, well, I tell you, I like to do lots of things for fun, but let's start with a little bit more about me. So I've been in sales and marketing for 30 plus years, uh, COVID hit, and I began my own journey with my own business, uh, doing marketing coaching, doing keynote speaking, live streaming, and all of that, and loved it, have not looked back. Um, I love people. I love to work with people. Um, really, in a nutshell, me, my purpose or why in life is to inspire and encourage others to live a purpose-driven life of significance. And what do I mean by that? I want to inspire people to be the best them they can be, to actually be world changers and be difference makers, to get out there no matter what field or business they're in and make a difference in life. And so I love to do that. And um, what do I love to do for fun? Well, I have a beautiful wife and two great adult children. I love to spend time with my family. Uh, my son, who's my second uh, born, is also married. So I have a great daughter-in-law. Uh, she's my number one daughter-in-law because she's my only. And, so, <laughs> and uh, so I love spending time with all of them. And that's really what I love to do. We're a very musical family, so I love music too. There we go. There we go. So spend time with the family, love playing music. You've been in sales and marketing for 30 plus years and started your business, as did many of us, when COVID hit. And it, when did you figure out that you loved inspiring and encouraging others to live out that purpose-driven life? I think when I was born, actually, I've always been <laughs> I've always been a uh, upbeat, happy, positive um, guy that loves to inspire and encourage people. I do. I just love. Uh, smiling, making people better. I love um, the happy side of life. Let's just put that. And um, so, but when it came to business, I really, I started working with teams and managing and doing things and everything that I could do to help them grow and teach them, encourage them, inspire them. I've loved doing that. And I've also done it in, in the industries that I've been in, um, reaching out to other people. I'm all about community. I'm all about building community. I think that is so critical in life and all that we do. And in that building community, it's all about encouraging people to be the best, you know, them they can be. And I think a lot of times in life, we're too busy looking, trying to be something we're really not. And so I think it's important for people to realize they have great talents and abilities that God has gifted them with, and they can just move forward and be awesome all within themselves. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I love how you really hit on that note of community and how important it is in life. You know, we often hear the concept, it's who you know, not what you know. And while that is like, so, so true, I think we often miss how deep it actually runs. Like, just knowing the right person 
for a situation can really change your life. And it's Oh, yeah, awesome. absolutely. Yeah. And it, my community, uh, my good friend, Scott, uh, D. Scott Smith, who I do a live show Wednesday mornings with the experience live with Rustin Scott, he always talks about leaning into your community, but you can't lean into your community until you build your community. And so I have always been a community builder. I've always done a million things from the time I was a kid all the way through adult life. I love reaching out. I love activities. I love getting involved with people in any way that I can. And so because of that, I built a really pretty good community. And when I started my own business, what you just said was so true because who I knew turned around when they saw that I had started a business. And the first thing they asked me was, how can I help you? What can I do for you to help you in your business? And so because of those people I knew, they poured back into me and really helped get me started. So who I know uh, has been critical to everything that I've done. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so what would you say are some of the most important things to kind of keep in mind when you're building out your community? Well, uh, you know, I am all about connection. I actually have a, uh, you can enter your email on my website, russhedge.com and get a free make a connection worksheet. And it's five simple steps to making a connection. And that pretty much lays out the simple way to connect and build community. Number one is starting. You've got to start and move forward. And what do I mean by that? Well, so many people think about what they're going to do. They plan, they muddle, they worry. They think they plan, they muddle, they, they over and over and over. They're thinking, they're tweaking, they're planning, but they never actually get started. So you can't connect with people, getting to where those people are and building community without getting started. That's really true of pretty much everything in life. And really the fifth step, which I'll just jump right to number five, is being consistent. That means doing it over and over and over. So when you're starting and you're building community through the other steps, when you get to the last one, you got to keep it up. You got to keep going. So I think consistency and getting started are really the two keys to building community. That is so, <laughs> that is so powerful. And I say that because it's so simple too. And I think we often look over, overlook these simple, powerful concepts in life. Start and then be consistent. If you do that in basically anything in life, you're going to end up being successful, um, Yeah, which is, which is amazing. So I love that. I I totally agree with that. And I just want to say that I'm a simple minded guy. I always joke that, you know, I'm pretty simple minded, which is true. And I think a lot of us are. And so I just want to keep it really simple and just move forward and make things happen. And uh, so if you really complicate things on me, you're going to lose me. And I think that's true of most people, people that get really complicated. I mean, you can, I tell you, over the years, Timothy, I have been through pretty much every marketing program, every sales and marketing program that's been invented. And I have done all these things. And some of them are so convoluted and so complicated that I don't even know what marketing is by the time I go through the program. It's just overcomplicated, you know? My simple philosophy is friends help friends. And so I do a workshop called how to turn cold calling into making friends. And it's all about relationship marketing. You go out and make friends, true friends, authentic friends, and be just, uh, just gain their trust. You're going to be great. And what you, all you do, especially in sales and marketing, because it's that no like, and trust fast factor. And you get to that trust factor much faster when you're friends with people and that's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love it. 
Well, awesome, Russ. Let's jump into your dreams and goals now. What is the vision for the rest of your life and your business? Well, really, the, you know, I love this. Great question because I'm at a point in my life with my own business. I had somebody come to me the other day and say, oh, I've got all these great jobs you'd be great for. And I'm like, nope, because I'm at the point in my life where my dreams and goals are doing what inspire me, what drive me, and that is helping others, right? So not only do I love it in sales and marketing and all the networking and connecting I get to do there, but I've also been in ministry for years. And so ministry is really similar to that because you're really, you're helping and inspiring other people and you're really helping them out. And so, yeah, I just love all of that. And that's really what I want to do. And I want to grow and be able to do that more and more online. My hopes and dreams are building my, my brand and all that I'm doing online so I can reach out to people. Um, I've written my book, Befuddled, Live the Life You Choose, a workbook that goes with it that are available on Amazon and other online booksellers. And also want to write another book. I'm currently looking at writing a kid's book. So I like, I like doing some writing. I would like to continue on that. And just speaking with people, I just love to get out there and actually be with people. So really, those are my, that's really what my goals are all about. I guess ultimately, though, Timothy, I got to say that I have a beautiful, gorgeous wife and, and a great family, and I'd like to be able to travel with them more as well. That's something that I really uh, dream about doing is doing more and more traveling. So as I build my business and have more support, I've got one assistant now it'll give me opportunities to spend more time traveling and being with them. There we go. There we go. I love it. Keep doing what inspires you build that brand online. So you can reach out to people, build that community, be with those people, write a kid's book and travel with your family. There you go. You're a good listener. (laughs) I love it, Russ. I love it. Those are some, um, I really like, um, everybody's desire to travel because I honestly think our desire to travel comes from one being with the people we love and doing something we love and two I think it also comes from growth and you have a real passion for speaking with and being with people it's like when you travel you get out you experience other people you experience other cultures I think that is uh one of our inherent desires that is tied to that longing for community right Yeah, no, I agree with you. In fact, my uh, short term goal is to do some more traveling and take my beautiful wife with me and be able to do some business and um, be able to have a little personal time as well, because I have developed, as you know, Timothy, over this uh, over this COVID last couple of years where we were forced online to begin with. It's been wonderful for those of us that just really reached out and connected online all around the world. So what I have done is develop just some really deep and great friendships all over the world. I mean, all over the world. I have some incredible places I can't wait to go. I have a lot of places to stay. Let's just put it that way. I just say, hey, I'm coming and it's going to be exciting. So it'll be fun to meet people, maybe do some speaking or workshops and then be able to do a little traveling with my wife. There we go. I love yeah. it. Well, awesome. Let's, uh, if you could meet one or two people right now and they could, this could be a specific person or a type of person, and they would really help you take the next step towards your dreams and goals. Who would this person be and how would they do it? Ah, very good. Well, um, let's see if I'm thinking people in the realm of business, you know, keeping it in that kind of, um, realm, Um, and really kind of my life growth, 
I would uh, want to meet people like John Maxwell, who is the leadership guru uh, all around the world. Uh, I would want to personally meet Bob Goff, who is a great author, New York Times bestseller. Um, I've actually been able to communicate with him via text and phone, but I'd love to meet him in person. Uh, they would really help grow me, not only in my faith, but also in my business growth and leadership. And, um, you know, I really think that we're all leaders. No matter what we're doing, we're leading other people, right? So even if I am in marketing and, and coaching people, I am still leading them. And I'm leading by my example, the way I live. So we're all leaders one way or the other. So the two of them would be very, very high on my list. I, I probably could come up with a whole lot more, but those are the first two that pop into mind. Gotcha. I love it. Bob Goff is uh, love does everybody always love those two books. Um, he puts his, you got to get his new one. You got to get his new one. It's, it's so great. I wish I had it here. I put it in my other room. Um, it's called un. Um, oh brother. I want to say unscattered, but that's not it. It's called undistracted. There you go. Distracted. Undistracted. He just put it out. I just got it. I'm about, I'm about a third of the way through, but uh, oh yeah. I'm glad you know who he is. He's amazing. Yeah. You know, funny story about Bob Goff. I actually did. I was a young life leader in college and I went to um, Malibu, which is a young life camp. It's like a summer camp for, you know, just to serve on summer staff or whatever for three weeks. And Bob Goff has a house like right by Malibu. And he actually comes into the young life camp because he was a big young life guy. And, um, yeah, That's awesome. came into the Young Life Camp. I did not see him, but there were people who were on my summer staff that were working in the shop. I was in the kitchen that day, so I was cooking all day. They saw Bob Goff and they like talked with him and his wife and everything. And I was like, dang, I wish I would have been there. <laughs> well, you know, it's, what's so funny, just quick story about Bob. And that is number one, um, it was funny when I read his book because um, I was turned on to Bob by my daughter. And uh, she said, you got to read this. Bob Goff is a lot like you, dad, and you need to read this stuff. And so anyway, I'm reading, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, this guy's amazing. Well, it had been a while after I'd read Love Does and Everybody Always. And I think I might've read Think Big already. I'd read either two or three of his books. And all of a sudden I ran into a situation. It had to do with a person that was maimed by a dog and needed a special surgeon. And this story, I think it was in Everybody Always, but it might've been in Love Does, about this surgeon that helped this person that was made by a witch doctor. Um, and so this story comes to mind and I think, okay, I wanna help this person that just had this problem. Who am I gonna call? I'm gonna call Bob. And so I called him and he picked up the phone. He goes, hi, this is Bob. And I said, hi, Bob, this is Russ. He goes, hey, Russ. <laughs> And we actually talked and he actually directed me to somebody. It was in Portland, though, that was able to help this person. They went to them. It was it was amazing, an amazing story. And then, of course, right after that, you know, I, I messaged Bob and he's like, yeah, come down to my camp in California and we'll meet. I just haven't been able to do that yet. But he went to Seattle, and was at my daughter's church that she just had been on staff at. And my daughter wasn't there at the time and met uh, her best friend, met Bob. And they take a selfie, a picture of them. And I'm like, going, OK, there you go. I could have been there and met Bob. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Hey, it sounds like you can go down to his camp, though. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. He's really open. I mean, he'll meet pretty much anybody down at his uh, I think it's called the Oaks that he started down there a little retreat and he hangs out there a lot. So he's basically, yeah, come on down Russ and we'll, we'll hang out at the Oaks. 
that's awesome. Yeah. I love, it. I love how just open he is. It really, um, yeah, it really blew my mind. One, love does, it like shifted my perspective of love. Like at first, I know, I'm, I'm still a young guy. I'm 22. <laughs> but <laughs> when I was like 14, 15, I was like, I thought love was like a feeling. Right. And when he described it as an action, like love does, like, I was like, oh my gosh. And then, you know, I got deeper into my faith and it was like, I started seeing like his book kind of like the scales fell from my eyes a little bit. And then I could see it in scripture and I could see it everywhere. And um, I don't know, it was just my journey of love. Bob is a part of that from feeling to action. It is amazing. It is amazing. Um, You know, I, yeah, I think that the things that, and what he has done, he's a good example of what I said, you know, getting started with things in life. Bob is like, we're just going to do it, right? His, yep. his kids want to change the world. So they write letters to leaders all over the world. And some of them write back. And next thing you know, his family's traveling and meeting with princes and other people in the other parts of the world, just because they stepped forward and did it, right? Yeah, that is what I love about him. He's like, let's take action. Let's let's love does. Let's love people. Let's get out there and do things. And yeah, amazing. Yeah, no, I'm I'm right there with you. Right there with you. Well, awesome. What are the most important one or two things that everyday people can do to really help you meet your goals of being able to travel with your business and um, write that kids book? Okay, so here you go. This is what I talk about this in my book, but this is how I've always been. Um, you need to develop good habits. You need to uh, get a good morning routine. And this is why I think, uh, and this will help you in everything you do. If you wake up in the morning, you have good habits and a good routine in the morning, it gets your day started off right. It points you in the right direction. I love to get up in the morning and I do, uh, first I do some devotions and journaling. Uh, I do some scripture reading. I do just some quiet time. I work out, I exercise, you and I were talking about hitting the gym, you know, I'm every morning doing some exercise and uh, several mornings a week, I go swim at the gym and do and ride the bike and do maybe some weights and things like that. So it's important to have a good morning routine and get our mind right and have that time, create that space, right, to think about what we really want to accomplish, because that allows us to move forward. If you wake up, and you are as my book says, befuddled, and you trip your way out the door, which is, by the way, where that title came from, you trip your way out the door, and you're you're all out of sorts, and you don't even know what, you're barely awake, and you're chugging your coffee, and you jump into your day, You it takes you two-thirds of the day just to get on an even keel to actually get anything accomplished, because you're all out of sorts right off the bat. So I think that is a huge way for people to find success to meet their goals, and to move forward, give themselves a good morning routine, develop good habits, space, time to think, and just move forward with purpose and in good intentions. I love that. I love that. And so in that morning routine, are you suggesting they just have that time to think? Like for the person who has zero morning routine, they're living their life, wake up at 8.59 when they start their <laughs> virtual work day at 9.00. What would you say they should do to start their morning routine right now? Okay, so you need to do something that works for you. And I'm not trying to be wishy-washy with that, but everybody's different, right? Someone says, I can't get up. I can't run five miles. You know, for a long time in my morning routine, I ran until I had knee surgery. 
and I got a new knee, so I had to stop running. Uh, but I still walk every day with my dog, do some good speed walking. I do the swimming, I do the biking, all of that. But they should do what works for them, something that they can maintain. So back to my five ways to connect. They need to get started and then they need to be consistent. So whatever it takes to be consistent, if that means you go out and you walk once around the block, you come in and stretch a little bit. And then you go about your day, that's your exercise, or maybe you get up and you just give yourself a half hour of quiet time, you jot down some notes, drink some coffee, whatever, and then you maybe do 20 push-ups and, and some sit-ups, whatever you can do, but something you can maintain. And I recommend people do it every day because most of us are similar to me in the way that when I started my routine, I knew that if I stopped one day, it would become two days, it would become one week, it would become one month that I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing or what I had committed to doing. So I, when I started my morning routine years ago, I do it every day. When I go on vacation with my beautiful wife and my family, I take all my stuff. I take my journals, I take my Bible, I take my, my jogging clothes or my walking clothes and my extras. I do all that. I take it with me and I do it every morning, a Christmas morning, I get up bright and early, I do it, because I think it's important to maintain that consistency and do something every day. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, there are a couple of things that I really want to point out there. You said, um, even if it's just going out and walking around the block once, like just start and be consistent with it. And then if you say, I can't even be consistent walking around the block, even if it's just opening your door, taking a step outside, pausing for two seconds and coming back inside. Like if that's your morning routine, do that and do it every day. Cause um, if you're really struggling with building these good habits, check out this book, Atomic Habits, James Clear. Just and, read it. Just yes. finished it. That's a great book. <laughs> I love that book. It is a fantastic book. And oh my goodness. It tells you all about, um, you know, developing good habits, one starting really small and then holding yourself and being consistent to that really small habit. Like, yep. Because the goal is to become a person who does that thing, not to just do the thing. So if you want to become a person who goes to the gym, you simply have to go to the gym. That doesn't mean you go to the gym for two hours. And James Clear will talk about somebody who went to the gym for like a minute, every day, a minute. And then he was like, well, I'm here. I might as well lift something. Then it was five minutes. Then it was 10 minutes. And then he's consistent an hour every yep. day. And if you mess up, forgive yourself and go back to that really small thing that you can be consistent with. So you always have that um, consistency there. But um, Well, that, that's why I love that book. It was on my reading list forever. And I just finished it just about a week and a half ago. And it is critical to just give yourself a break and not put the expectations so high. And also re remember, just because I was up to, you know, 50 laps yesterday doesn't mean that the next day I, that I only do 10 laps that I'm a failure because I kept doing it. You know, if I'm doing it, I'm continuing to do what I can, because let's say my schedule gets squinched or I sleep in. I don't normally sleep in, but let's say you sleep in and then you don't get to the gym as soon, but you still go to the gym and you still do something just like James Clear would say, just keep that habit going. That is the most critical thing. And when people say, oh, I hear you're a swimmer. And you say, yep, because you need to become in your mind what you want to be. It's not, you don't just go to swim, you are a swimmer. You don't just go to run, you're a runner. 
because that is an identity that helps you maintain those habits. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. Cause then when it adversely hits, you're like, well, what would a swimmer do? Not like, what would I do? It's like, cause they are the same now. Like you are a swimmer and it just, Oh, it really helps with that um, consistency. And a little story about this, actually, I wanted to develop a reading habit and it has since then, this is inspiration for me to pick up my nightly reading. It has since then gone away, but I started with just opening a book every night. Like I wasn't even going to read the book. I think he talked about this. I, I would like put the book on my pillow and then I would just open it every night. I would open it and then I would close it. Wouldn't even read it. And I did that for like a month. And I was like, okay, now you're going to read one word. And I did that for like two weeks. And I was like, now just read a sentence and read a page. And then I got all the way up to two pages consistently. And I got through like two to three books that way. And it was like two to three books that I wouldn't have otherwise read. And it was yep. beautiful. I started looking forward to my uh, nightly reading and um, yeah, it's just a great way to build habits. Great way to build habits. And you've got to know what your strengths are and what is the best way for you to achieve things. And that's one thing. So if you're me, you don't base your habits on reading at night because I have this, I'm like the sleepy time doll that when I lie down, my eyes close and the book hits me in the face. Literally, my wife's like, honey, just put the book down. It's all good. Um, so what I do is I do the predominantly most of my reading during the morning and the day. Um, now at night, I do have a habit of reading a little bit of scripture. And I do try to get through at least a couple pages of the book that I'm on. Try is the key word. Yep. <laughs> There's times I open the book and read the first few words and lay it on my chest and that's it. But um <laughs> But, you know, the thing is, but I, but I am really particular about always starting with scripture and always ending with scripture. So I at least read something at night, you know, out of the word. And I just think that's important for me. And I get a lot done that way. What I found also is a lot of good audio books. So what I've done, and I did this with James Clear's book too. I read some of it. I'll read actual physical book. And then when I'm driving or walking or whatever, sometimes I can also listen to part of the book. And so it keeps the book moving. And I find when you're more, when you let the book keep moving and you're accomplishing more and more pages of the book, you get more excited about reading it too. Absolutely. Um, so I think that's, that's kind of important, but yeah, it's just developing those good habits. I'll tell you one thing that I did. Um, I was inspired by him in that book. I decided to be 1% better uh, daily and that is how I do a couple more little exercises. I do, I, I've come in and I've developed a new habit is every time I come to my office, I throw something away. Now, I'm not a huge cluttered man, but I do have organized piles, if you know what that means. Yep. So I do have nice, clean, organized stacks of stuff that it shouldn't be in my office. So what I've been doing is making a habit of when I come in, I find something I could throw away. And slowly but surely, I'm getting rid of stuff. I, the one other thing that I've really been doing is, um, well, I mentioned the exercise. So I added some exercise in the morning and the evening before I go to bed. And then that, that one, maybe that was the main things that I've done, but I've just been thinking about that 1% better. What's one little additional thing that I can do better to help myself. So I just think that's good. Good, good plan for life. Yeah, absolutely. And you'll be surprised. Like, Man, consistency and time, it's just the key. Like you would think one page a night or two more reps every time you go to the gym is like nothing. 
but man, it will change your like a year of one page a night, like 10 years of two more reps a day. Like you will be just miles ahead of where you were. And if you're competing with somebody, if it's a habit you're trying to build to improve in business or something, you'll be miles ahead of your competition. So yeah. That's true. I'm just trying to look young like you again, Timothy. And when I reach that, if I keep doing one extra thing a day, maybe I'll put a little more lotion on or maybe, you know, a few more reps and yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There we go. Awesome. Well, Russ, now we're going to jump into our thriving three. And our first okay. question is what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. Oh, I have to only pick one. Me, I pick one of each or just one of all of them. One of all of them. Ah, okay. Well, I mean, I, my favorite book is the Bible. I mean, that that's number one. So yeah, there you go. I have lots of the other stuff, but that's my favorite book. Do you have a favorite book of the Bible? Uh, actually, yeah. Uh, James, mm. the book of James. That's a good one. <laughs> I like that one. I think it's in James too. There was um, something where it said, uh, what was it? What was it? I'm blanking. It was right where it was talking about you don't give a homeless person um, like when a homeless person asks for food or drink, you don't pat them on the back and say, like, have a good life. And it talked about that. And I was like, how often am I like neglecting people's needs like in my life? Like I'm just not hearing what they actually need. Instead, I'm giving them what I think they need. And um, right. I don't know. That's somewhere in James. I think it's in James too, but. Well, that scripture is basically say, yeah, if you have, if you have the ability to, to help them in a tangible way, basically is the concept of that, then, you know, then you should. And, you know, I, I take that to heart because when I'm able uh, to do that, you know, I will, when people need help on something and I'm able, that's really a dream for my wife and I is to continue to be able to reach out and help people more. And that's another thing with my business, as far as a goal, besides the travel, is to be able to give more to people, give more to our church, give more to people, um, based on having the resources to do that. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that. And just, I also think it's kind of a stewardship thing to treat the work that you're doing well and live up to your full potential so that you can turn around and give like that. Um, I agree 100%. Yeah, I think that, you know, I mean, it's interesting because we were just talking about <laughs> we're just talking about the parable uh, about the uh, man who was given money and then he invested it and he brought back double. I can't remember the exact. Oh, the, parable, and then, like the talents like. Yeah, the talents. And the next man brought back, you know, more. And then the last guy buried it and he didn't bring back. He brought back exactly what was given to him. And um so what is interesting about that, you know, and he says, oh, you wicked servant. A friend of ours the other day, we were talking about investing and she goes, I'm a wicked servant. I just put a whole bunch of money in a savings account. It's not making any money. And uh, we were laughing about that. But, but it's true because I have tried my best um, as I've been able to do some more investing to make a lot, make more money on my money. Right. And so you know, the beautiful thing about that is while we're sitting here talking, I'm making money. Well, I could be losing money too, but I mean, ultimately I'm making more money uh, on that money. You know, I was thinking that um, 
my savings account is 0.00001%, you know, interest. And the only reason I have money in there is quick grab for money that I need. It's not money that I plan to save long-term. It's money that I'm just stuck in there that I need to be able to pull from, right? But money that I don't need to pull from right away, you know, I can invest that in stocks that are fairly, I mean, stocks are not, you know, they're up and down and they're not, uh, you, you always have a chance to lose. But I have been able to on good stocks and with a good advisor, you know, make somewhere in the realm of 18 to 20% interest on my stocks. So over time, that's really good compared to sticking in a savings account where with, with inflation, you're actually losing money now. So, I mean, those are just good principles to think about. I mean, if you have some, you can invest and you're already saving it anyway, probably a good idea to think about those things and really grow good biblical principle. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I completely agree. And I think it's funny. Um, <laughs> in that parable, I think the wicked servant, the person who's called the wicked servant comes up with that excuse. And he's like, um, you're lying. Because even, it, I think he said, I knew my master to be a bad man who reaps where he did not sow, et cetera, et cetera. He's like, you're lying. Because even if you thought that, you would have put it in the bank. So not only are we like wicked and not stewarding our stuff well, but we're lying to ourselves about the reason we're doing it. And that just... That parable blows my mind and holds me really accountable to stewarding my, I think it's, I think talents were a currency back then, but I think it also goes for time, work, effort, energy, yeah. like everything you're stewarding. If you're not stewarding it well, it's like, anyway. Like yeah. Well, you should definitely be taking wise counsel from people that know more than you do in areas of your life where you don't know a lot. I'm not a, an investor. I wouldn't pretend to, I wouldn't pretend to do my own investing in the stock market. I'm not, you know, I'm not a day trader. I can tell you that. Uh, but, you know, but I know people that I know, like, and trust people that I've got to be friends with over the years that can take care of that kind of stuff. I've got a good bookkeeper. I've got a good tax accountant. I've got a good assistant that works with me. Who's amazing. I mean, I, I've done all these things so that I am stewarding not only, like you said, my my um, investments, but also my time and talents as well um, and doing the most that I can. And I continue to improve and grow on that because obviously I have a long ways to go still. I'm only 57 years young, so I have a long ways to go still. There we go. There we go. Awesome. Awesome. Well, our next question is one way you like to take care of yourself. Say that one more time. One way you like to take care of yourself. Oh, one way I like to take care of myself. Oh, interesting. Well, I mean, I would say exercise makes me feel really good. And so that's what I like to do. I go up and down on eating good. So I probably shouldn't say I like to eat good, uh, but uh, which is another way of taking care of myself. But uh, yeah, if I'm talking about taking care of myself and my body and all of that, I definitely like to exercise because it makes me feel good. There we go. And what is one action step that you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to either meet Bob Goff or John Maxwell? Well, absolutely. I plan to meet Bob for sure. Um, and our pastor at our church knows John Maxwell. So somewhere down the road, I'm going to get to both of them. That's my goal. Uh, and I would say my action step is just to continue to grow my community so I get a community that's closer to those men, but then also take action when I get opportunities to be able to go and meet them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There we go. 
Well, we have one last question for you. I think there was one more thing I wanted to say. It was regards to stewardship. And I think I wanted to tie community into it before we move on to this last question. I think it was really around like, I feel like a business that's run well and is profitable and serves humanity is a really just a community that is like stewarding their talents and money well, which is a really cool way to think about, you know, because you think business is like cutthroat and all this stuff. But when you really think about the foundations of community and the foundations of what a business that is successful actually does, they really have some things in common when you're like bringing investors to pool their money to serve humanity, to um, provide mm -hmm. jobs and do a bunch of stuff. So, well, I would like to say uh, absolutely. I agree with that. I think though that it goes even a step further than that because a lot of us that are that are like entrepreneurs or solopreneurs that are just getting started are doing that with a community of other small business people too, or other businesses, part of our community. It's a business community. And I mean, honestly, I can get on the phone right now and I can call my friends in Dublin, Ireland. I can call my friends in Australia. I can call my friends in South Africa or Canada or all these crazy places around the world. And they will help me right now. They will help me because they're part of my community. They'll help me in business. They'll help me personally, whatever. And that is, uh, and that is stewarding, stewarding good community. And as we do that it, directly in our business, Timothy, like you said, we are, because we're being a good example, we're leading by example in the type, the way we run our business. And we're all about collaboration, not competition. We're collaborating to make everybody better because we rise together. We help each other. We are better together. And I truly believe that. Absolutely. There we go. On that note, we got one last question for you. And it's going to require a bit of pretext. So you know how there are people on the planet who have that really fixed mindset. They're not willing to accept help and they're not willing to accept change. Sometimes they live their whole life like that. And sometimes they die like that, unfortunately. Other times they make the switch at some point in their life to more of a growth mindset, willing to accept help and willing to accept change. In your opinion, what is the catalyst that causes that change? Ah, really good. Good question. I would say I have to rely on my own personal experience. Um, I think the real catalyst is some uh, real shake up of a situation, sometimes a bad situation, sometimes something where there was really uh, maybe some trouble. I don't know. It just usually it's like not the big bang, but it's like some big experience you have that shifts that because a lot of us we're, we're selfish uh, from the inside out naturally, right? We think about us. Our favorite subject is us, right? That is what that's natural. That's just the way we are. And so I think that it takes something that really shakes that up. And even though I've always loved people and I've always wanted to be encouraged and inspiring, I switch from more of a, not that I'm perfect and do it right now all the time, but I much better switch from a real self-centered perspective to a outward perspective during college and right before I got married. Um, and then definitely once I, I met the Lord and met my beautiful wife and that was, you know, the biggest catalyst for me, but it's that catalyst event. I think that's what I would call it. 
that really shifts that mindset because of something that happens to us. Experience is the best teacher. It really is. And uh, we don't all wake up and suddenly think that we want to be growth minded and help others all the time. A lot of times we, ha we have to move our way into that. And, uh, and then we learn to move and grow and get better because I'm a guy and most guys don't ever ask for help with directions, right? We drive, no, we got this. It's all good. I've got it right. Well, there's times we need help. So we don't end up like driving in <laughs> totally the wrong way. I can tell you stories about that too, but for the sake of time, I'll just tell you that we need to learn to ask for help. We need to learn that we are better together, that we rise together and we need the help and the collaboration of others to get there. There we go. Well, Russ, is there anything else that you want to talk about before we sign off? Well, uh, you are an amazing young man, Timothy, and we've only been able to chat a couple of times, but I want to thank you for a, just a great, great interview. Um, I'm inspired by you and all that you're doing. And uh, yeah, I just want to tell everybody to get out there and just do better 1% at a time every day. Get out there, make small, just like we talked about, small incremental changes in your habits. It's one step at a time. You know, we look at what's before us in this world and we get overwhelmed. We all do. We get overwhelmed. And how do we overcome overwhelm? We just take one step at a time. I used to encourage my sales staff when they were having troubles getting moving, just take one step at a time and get out there and see that customer that makes you feel good, that customer that you really like, that customer that really fires you up. By taking that step and moving to them, you feel better already. And then you can move the next step to the next customer that maybe is not quite as easy. And you can move from there and you're not quite so overwhelmed with all that you have to accomplish one step at a time. And you've got this. There we go. Well, awesome. Russ, thank you so much for coming on the show. You bet. You bet. Thanks so much, Timothy. I appreciate it. Yep. And if you guys are listening to this and you loved what Russ had to say and you happen to be standing next to Bob Goff or John Maxwell right now, make sure to make the connection to Russ also, go check out him on his website, RussHedge.com. He also live streams frequently. And where's the best way to find your live stream? RussHedge.com. Everything is there. That is simple. www.RussHedge.com. You have my, all my connection points, all my social media, and my live streams, and everything that I'm doing. We have a mastermind and other things going on. I'm not going to go into all that, but everything is there at my website. There we go. If you loved what Russ had to say, make sure to go check out his website. And as we always ask, send this podcast to one to three people you know need to hear this message. Shoot us a five-star review on iTunes and we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one -on -one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.